This morning I had that lovely experience, I'm sure you've had it too, where you're reading through a chapter in the scriptures that you've read many times, when all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just grabs your heart with one little turn of phrase, one sentence, and changes your whole personal interpretation of what is being said. This morning I was reading in Mark 7, which opens with Jesus having yet another confrontation with the Pharisees about uh, the cleansing of hands and what makes a man common or unclean. But then he's up in the North Country. And then comes that Syrophoenician woman who has a daughter with an evil spirit. And I'm sure you've heard, like I have, talks and sermons about this very jarring moment with Jesus, where he seems to use a, a racial epithet against this woman and her people. You know what he says? He says, You must let the children have all they want first. It is not right, you know, to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Very difficult to wrap our minds around. Jesus, what are you saying there? But in the Phillips translation this morning, it was the next verse, verse 28, that caught my heart. But she replied, yes, Lord, I know. But even the dogs under the table eat what the children leave. And what was the word that caught me there? The word leave. Because in other translations, it talks about crumbs, and that's fine. But I think there's a hint of the reality of what was in this woman's heart and in her eyes as she looked at Jesus. She felt for him as a father, as the creator of his people, Israel, that they were his children And they were content to just leave behind what was perfectly good. They weren't just crumbs. They were leavings. These were what the Israelites had looked at of the nature of God, of the nature of his incarnate self, Jesus, and walked away from. That's what we call unrequited love. I think this woman was looking into Jesus's eyes and seeing sadness that his own children were not getting it, and in fact, were turning their back and leaving him behind. Perhaps that's an essence of how she cracked through, how she received that faithful healing that he gave to her daughter. So it had me of a mind this morning to think about unrequited love, the love that lays its whole heart out there, and it has its, a back turned to it. What a tragedy. And a couple months ago, I shared with you my absolute favorite poem, When I Have Fears by John Keats. And I talked about the unrequited versus uh, forever requited love of God. Well, thinking about that woman this morning, the Syrophoenician woman, thinking about her looking into Jesus' eyes and seeing the sadness of his children leaving behind things at the table, I don't know, I I started having that poetic feel, and I I thought of a poem by Swinburne. Uh, The poem is called The Triumph of Time, and it's totally tragical as you go through it. It just grabs your heart stanza after stanza. It's interesting. It's written in the Ottava Rima style, kind of an Italian style, very interesting rhyming pattern. But I'll just share with you the last two stanzas because you'll get a sense of the whole. It's a fairly long poem, just from like this anguished, oh, if only kind of feel. So here's the ending of The Triumph of Time by Swinburne. I shall go my ways, tread out my measure, 
fill the days of my daily breath with fugitive things not good to treasure. Do as the world doth, say as it saith. But if we had loved each other, oh sweet, had you felt lying under the palms of your feet the heart of my heart beating harder with pleasure to feel you tread it to dust and death? Ah, had I not taken my life up and given all that life gives and the years let go, the wine and honey, the balm and leaven, the dreams reared high and the hopes brought low. Come life, come death, not a word be said. Should I lose you living and vex you dead? I never shall tell you on earth and in heaven if I cry to you then, will you hear or no? Mm, I don't know about you. I've always had sort of a romantic heart. When, when I hear those kinds of lines set together as stanzas, especially in that very interesting rhyming pattern, it's like, oh, yes. Well, I think that is the heart of God towards the lost. He looks upon his children leaving at table what that woman spoke about. He sees all the ways that we have been made heirs of the kingdom of heaven, and yet we leave so much at the table. He's given it all to us. I love in the book of Luke, uh, when it's added onto the do not be anxious section, when Jesus says, do not be anxious, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Friends, the whole kingdom of heaven is at our disposal. And yet we run around trying to love other things that cannot bring us life. <laughs> it's foolish and it's a waste. So I couldn't help myself. Of course, I had to take Swinburne's totally tragic poem written in this sort of negative, back-turned, oh, all the feelings feels. And I had to put it in the context of it being spoken from Jesus to us. So it's quite similar it's just inversionary line by line. I want you to hear Jesus being deeply lovely and poetic in your direction. And may we just, by the way, finish listening to this, walk out the door and just love him, enjoy him, delight in him. So here we have it, the triumph of time and yet from Jesus. I go along my way, treading out my measure, filling your days with my daily breath with heavenly things so sweet to treasure, doing as heaven does, saying as it saith. And since I have loved you forever, O oh sweet, have you felt as the path unfurling neath your feet the heart of my heart beating eternally with pleasure to draw you near, O oh dust, from death? Ah, have I not taken my life up and given all that my father has and that I brought down, the wine and bread, the oil and leaven, inheritance worthy of sons, another world's renown. Come life, go death. I am the word that is said. I will not lose you living, for I am not dead. Forever I shall speak to you on earth and in heaven as I whisper unto you, surmounted by an eon's crown. 
Let's go love him, friends. Let's leave nothing on the table today. Let's be overwhelmed by the affection of his beating heart for us. And then let's turn around minute by minute, meeting after meeting uh, with family, with friends, with coworkers, with strangers in the coffee shop. Let's go love with this passionate love of the heart of Jesus. What an opportunity. Let's go do it. Thanks for listening.